This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey, Blue Wire listeners. So if I'm going to be completely honest, if I'm going to keep it 300... Every woman loves a man in a suit. And I'm not talking about just any suit, okay? Because guys could actually look pretty bad in suits that don't fit them. You know, oversized suits, you know, when they're floating and swimming in their suit? Yeah, that's not very attractive. What I'm talking about are custom-made suits. Now, the problem is, I understand a lot of men can't afford a custom-made suit until now. Introducing Indochino. If you haven't heard about them before, well, listen up. You need to know who they are. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. They make suits, shirts, coats, and much more. And everything is made to your exact measurements for a great fit. And the process is super, super simple. You just choose your fabric, pick your customizations, and submit your measurements. And your package will be delivered straight to your door in two weeks and you can either get measured and design your suit at your nearest indochino showroom or you can do it all yourself online at indochino.com and right now blue wire listeners can get 30 dollars off your total purchase of 399 dollars or more at indochino.com when you enter the promo code blue wire at checkout and get this shipping is absolutely free Again, that's Indochino.com. Enter the promo code BLUEWIRE for $30 off your total purchase. An incredible deal for made-to-measure clothing. You really have no excuse anymore to wear clothes that don't fit you. Visit Indochino.com. In the shotgun, Carr's going to throw, pumps, looks end zone, throws for the end zone, wide open, James Jones, touchdown, Raiders! I'm not a big gambler, I only play the slots, because you know what they say, scared money, don't make money, and I got scared money. Rodgers, to the end zone, caught for the touchdown, James Jones! Gruden has not coached since 2008. So what makes you believe that he is the guy to take this franchise to the next level? You know, and it's just Cali swag. Yo, 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 you are listening to Keeping It 300, a Raiders podcast brought to you by Blue Wire and our friends at Indochino, Ship Station, and Harry's. I'm Fallon Smith. James Jones is on the other side of the mic. What's good, JJ? What's going down? You know I'm good, Fallon. You know why I'm good? Why are you good? Not because I was watching the Raiders, okay. but because we had a tournament this weekend for my little fellas, 
and we won the whole thing. Oh, you did? So you are we champions won. for the we second time? We are champions, man. Look at, look, at, look at my trophy, man. Everybody, the world, on the podcast that's, that's watching. <laughs> look at my trophy. <laughs> oh, my God. It's a turkey trophy. <laughs> yeah, turkey bowl. Turkey bowl champions. Turkey bowl champions, man. So, good job. Congratulations. That's good. Okay, and then Coach we got JJ. back home just in time to watch the Raiders. Yeah, well, James, Sunday was hands down the biggest game of the season for the Oakland Raiders, you know, facing the Chiefs for yep. a chance of, you know, a share first place in the AFC West, trying to keep their playoff hopes alive. And then what happens? They lay another egg for the second straight week. They get blown out. 40 mm. to 9 was the final. So the Raiders dropped to 6 and 6 on the season, and now they are two games back of the Chiefs in the AFC West. Andy Reid, what happens? Improves to 18-3 and three after a bye week. Derek Carr, what happens? Remains winless at Arrowhead. He's 0-6. Carr also falls to 1-9 in games played in 45 degrees or colder. Yeah. The Raiders, they had 12 penalties. The Chiefs yeah. had zero. They also had three turnovers. That is not a winning recipe. So there's plenty to dissect. We're going to talk about the bad because clearly there was a lot of bad. Uh, but we will also discuss why Raider Nation should remain optimistic. Um, and then we're going to look at the AFC playoff picture and also look ahead to their matchup against Tennessee. But let's start with the bad, James. Yes. The offense. Minus Josh Jacobs. And I yes. guess you can sprinkle Darren Waller in there. Um, the offense was bad. The offense yeah. scored just... 12 points in the last two games, okay? Mm -hmm. And six of those points, you know, came from a garbage time touchdown in the final seconds of yesterday's game. Um, and by the way, it was their first touchdown since the second quarter of the Bengals game, okay? So they yeah. went nine quarters without finding the end zone. They've been outscored 74-12 to 12 during this mm -hmm. two-game losing streak. What in the world is going on with this offense, James? Because I don't think the team even knows. Um, I know exactly what's going on with this offense. What's going on, bro? They're not taking care of the football. Well, that's one. And and it starts and it starts with my guy Derek Carr. Yeah. Everybody knows I love him. Everybody knows I'm a fan of him. But the fastest way to lose in football games to is turn the turning <laughs> the ball over. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yes, you possibly, if you play the Jets every week, could turn it over and find a way to win some of them games. Yeah. But when you're playing a guy like Patrick Mahomes with all that firepower over there, and you're turning the football over and you're giving him extra possessions. Mm -hmm. You're never going to win that game against the Chiefs. I don't care if it's negative 20. I don't care if it's 85 degrees. I don't care what the weather is. You're never going to win any of them ball games if you turn the ball over and give the ball back to Patrick Mahomes at home, give him short fields. You're never going to win the ball game. So offensively, you know that, look, we're built on the run game and play action pass. So if we're able to stay in games and keep these things close, we have a big time O-line, we can run this ball, we can play action pass. But when you get behind and you're turning the ball over, it's hard for your offense to start clicking. And turnovers is what's setting them back right now. And they started in the Jets game and they continued in the, in the Kansas City game. And you're not going to win ball games turning the ball over. And Derek Carr, I mean, if you look at his stats, though, right? So Carr finished 20 of 30 for 222 yards, a touchdown, and those two interceptions. Clearly, yeah. the pick six, that was the one yeah. that really took the, the wind out of the Raiders' sails. I mean, Josh Jacobs, after the game, he called that the turning point of the game. He said yeah. it really killed the morale of the team. And then, again, Carr finished with a pass rating of 71.8. When you look at those stats alone, you're like, 
Yeah, that's bad, right? Yeah. But then you think about it, those stats are padded, James, because he completed eight of his final nine passes in garbage time. Mm-hmm. Okay? So then you go and look at the wide receivers. You got Tyra Williams, Zay Jones, Keelan Doss combining for four catches, 34 yards. Mm-hmm. And three of those catches came in the final few minutes of the game. Okay? Yeah. Um, it's also important to note, everybody, because I don't want to just keep crushing Carr, but it's also important to note that his receivers could not get separation. None of them were open downfield. Um, but also, I've said in the past, James, you know, good quarterbacks do what? They throw their receivers open. 100%. They throw their receivers open, yes. Yes. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, Derek Carr, 0-6 at Arrowhead, 1-9 in games played in 45 degrees or colder. I'm still a believer in Derek Carr, okay? <laughs> and all those people in my mentions talking about Carr's garbage and the Raiders need a new quarterback, I think y'all need to really pump your brakes, okay? Man. Pump the brakes because the Raiders, have we, as we have mentioned, week in and week out, they have played the quarterback carousel for far too long, and it hasn't worked out since Gannon. So please, I want you guys to like chill out until you know the end of the season, and then we could probably revisit this. Yeah. With that said, I want to go back to the cold weather struggles because this is why it's concerning to me, okay? Derek Carr struggling in cold weather is a problem only because, think about this, if the Raiders plan to be a contender in the AFC, right, who's at the top right now? Kansas City. Well, no, I'm talking about just the AFC. Oh, you're talking in general. about the whole AFC. Oh, yeah, you got the Patriots. You got and the Ravens. Yeah. Okay. And Kansas City gonna be fighting every year too. Up exactly. There. <laughs> and at some point, let's say this yeah. year or in the you know the near future, right? Yeah. When the Raiders get you know a few more pieces and they are contending for an AFC title, you may have to go and play at New England yeah. and at Baltimore, which okay. it rains, it snows, it's cold, etc. So if you want to win the AFC Championship, you're going to have to be able to beat those teams in the cold weather. Also, if you want to win an AFC West title, which the Raiders haven't done since 2002, you're going to have to be able to win at Arrowhead. So that is why it is concerning to me because you still have to figure out a way sometime in the new, near future to win those football games in those places in the cold. Yeah, and and that's and that's a very good point. That that's a reason for concern right there. But let's not get it twisted. This roster still has a long yes, way true. to go. Yes, you know what I'm saying. When yes. you watch the New England Patriots, they're built right now on that defense. Yes. You know what I'm saying? The defense is unbelievable. When you watch the Baltimore Ravens, yes, the Patriots have a good quarterback. Yes, the Baltimore Ravens have a good quarterback. But they're built on that defense. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They run the ball. They eat the clock up. They play action pass. They get one-on-one because Lamar Jackson's dangerous. But they're built on that defense. But these are complete teams. Complete Derek teams. Carr has went into all these cold-weather games, all these sunny games, outnumbered by rosters with the teams he's playing against. Yeah, and the, the Raiders' defense hasn't been good since he's been the quarterback of the Oakland Raiders. No, and the, and the Raiders' defense still has a ways to go. They yeah. are still – and when you listen to Gruden talk, and Mayock, they're yeah. still building this roster. Yeah. Is it positive things in this season? Are they 6-6? Six and six? A lot of people probably wouldn't even pick them to win six games by this, this point in the season. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So – you got to understand that this is a process and they still need to build this roster. You know what I mean? They basically have to play perfect football to win games like this against the best teams in the AFC. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard to go every game against good teams to play perfect 
football because eventually they're going to make some plays too. Do they have a lot of pieces in place to build around? Absolutely. Yes. Great running back, great quarterback, big time O-line. You need to get another big time receiver to go on the other side of Tyrell yes. Williams. And if you get another big time receiver with Zay Jones, Tyrell Williams, and another big name receiver, now you talking because you got two good tight ends. You got a special one in Waller. Now you talking and then you get help on the defense. But the roster for the Oakland Raider is still being built. Yeah. And right now they are going playing these big time teams and they outnumbered roster wise. So it's going to be hard to win in some of these games. Honestly, and that's kind of why I'm not saying that Derek Carr should shoulder all the blame. I mean, he definitely should take the blame, uh, at least a large part of the blame for yesterday's loss. Um, And obviously, as I mentioned, the cold weather games and his struggles are concerning to me. But as of right now, it is what it is. The Raiders roster is what it is. You can't sit up here and say that the Raiders have a playoff contender team. Yeah, it looked all great when they were on the three-game winning streak, but I think they showed... In the last two games, there are still a lot of gaping holes that the Raiders have, and they still have a long way to go. And right now, quite frankly, the Raiders don't deserve to be in the playoffs the way that they played the last two weeks, even though the playoffs are still very much in play. Now, when it comes to Derek Carr, I just want to say one more thing. I want you Raider fans to get out of my mentions, okay, and stop <laughs> calling me stupid and that I'm ridiculous because a lot of people go, oh, are you now are you okay with moving on from Carr? And I said no, and then someone told me, well, you're an idiot if you think otherwise. Well, guess what, folks? Let's revisit this at the end of the season, because if the Raiders win out, they're probably going to get in with the wild card. So why don't we just take a chill pill for now? They and have to win this. out. What's who, I don't know the remaining schedule. Okay. Actually, we'll get All to right. that. We'll get to that because they have okay. a great chance. You're going to know when I tell you, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, they have a great chance because who's in that final wild card spot has a very tough schedule ahead, playing two of the best teams. Oh, yeah, and I'm still not a believer in them. I'm not a believer in the Pittsburgh yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah. So, but we'll we'll yes. get to that a little later. But yeah. I do want to talk about uh, one bright spot, um, and that is Josh Jacobs. We do have to mention, you know, yesterday he averaged 6.1 yards per carry. He had 104 yards on 17 uh, carries. He is now over 1,000 rushing yards on the season, first Raiders rookie to ever rush for over 1,000 yards, and first Raider to do it since your guy and my guy, Latavius Murray, did it in uh, 2015. Uh, So once again, we know Josh Jacobs is a beast. We know that. But he can't do it alone, James. And so that is also why we said the Raiders still have to fill uh, some holes, right? Yes, absolutely. And Darren Waller, 100 yards on seven catches. But here's the thing with Darren Waller, James. He can be a great pass catcher for your team, just like Travis Kelsey, you know, mm-hmm. a great tight end for the Kansas City Chiefs. But you need your receivers to get involved and be receivers. 100%. 100%. And they will, especially with Josh Jacobs running like that, you're going to get man-to-man coverage. And that was the main reason why I said that the Raiders could not turn the ball over. Because if you keep the game close, yeah. they can, they cannot stop the run. Kansas City cannot stop the run. So that's why I was saying if you keep the game close – They're not going to be able to stop Josh Jacobs. But the game got out of hand, so now you just got to drop back and pass. It eliminated the run game. And when a defense knows all you got to do to pass to get back in the game, you're going to break on balls. You're going to take chances because you know you're up. You're not worried about making mistakes. So it's harder on the quarterback to go out there and complete these passes when you're losing by so many points because – 
these dudes on the defensive end are going to take chances. So they had to stay on schedule, and they did not stay on schedule. But, yes, like I've been saying, they got a lot of pieces on the offensive end to build around. You get one more big-time receiver, this offense is set. The O-line is built. The O-line is there. You got a great running back. This offense is built. Now you got to go build that defense from inside out, man. You got to get some guys back there that could really make some plays and you could start winning ball games on defense as well and as I mentioned earlier you know we'll talk about the defense after the break but what I mentioned earlier is the penalties that the Raiders had as a team you know 12 penalties 99 yards the Chiefs had zero now there was an offsetting penalty okay so they would have technically had one but, (laughs) but they had zero okay on the stat sheet zero and the Raiders had 12 for 99 yards that just cannot happen especially that's losing football that's losing football turnovers and penalties is losing football I mean the pre stat penalties will drive a coach freaking crazy those are the worst those are fixable though right like how do you fix penalties period I mean those are all mental errors so that's that's the thing like we used to go on the games and our coaches always used to tell us we can deal with the combative penalties. Yeah. We can deal with the holdings. We can deal yeah. with the, the pass interferences. Yeah. We can deal with all that stuff, the combative stuff. Yeah. We fighting, scratching, clawing. It's a game. The ref's going to make some good calls. The ref's going to make some bad. We can deal with those. But we practice 24-7. The offsides, the false starts, those is the, the delay of games. Those is the penalties that really hurt you because, like, man – these is pre-snap penalties yeah. that kill our football team. And we should be a way better disciplined football team than that. We practice this stuff 24-7. We know our snap count. We know what we're doing. We should be on the same page always. Now, if you get out there and Gabe Jackson hold it, hey, live with it. You fight, you scratch, and they get paid too. You try to block whatever. But the pre-snaps, you have to eliminate it. So we always used to go in the game and said the combative penalties, we good with having them. I don't care if we have a hundred of them. We good with having them. <laughs> but the pre-snap ones, we have to eliminate those because those are the ones that kill you, man. And those are the ones where you start preparing for that stuff in OTAs, in IPWs, in training camp, all that. That's all you're doing. You know what I'm saying? So to go out there and it's week 13 and you have 12 penalties that's unacceptable man and it's funny though because year in and year out no matter who is the coach of the Oakland Raiders somehow someway the Oakland Raiders find themselves at the top when it comes to (laughs) penalties in the National Football League and I know a lot of fans want to say oh it's because the refs hate us now there are some bad calls and there have been some bad calls uh throughout this season but a lot of them are on the team. So I'm not going to blame the Zebras uh, for that. And ev- and every team feels like that. Yeah. When I was with the Raiders, I felt like that. When I was with the Packers, I felt like that. I'm like, man, the refs hate us, man. We ain't getting <laughs> no calls out here. Man, the other team's getting all the calls. Yeah. Then I went to the Raiders and I said, shoot, the same as the Packers, man. They hate us over here. They ain't doing, you know, so everybody yeah. feels like that when a call goes up. I'm sure the Saints feel the same way. They hate us. They out here. To get, it, it, it happens, man. So you just got to play the game. And that's why I said the combative penalties we're good with. The pre-snap ones, got to eliminate them. Yeah, no doubt about that. Well, we have to take a quick break. Uh, When we come back, we will discuss the Raiders' defense, which I thought wasn't terrible yesterday. More on that. Um, Plus, we will also look at the AFC playoff picture and look ahead to the Raiders' matchup with Tennessee. Should be a good one. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. The Raiders play Tennessee next? Oh, Lord. 
So Christmas is just a few weeks away, and rather than waiting to the last minute to buy a gift for your significant other or your uncle or your cousin or your brother or your co-worker, listen to this. Okay, we've got you covered. Harry's is the perfect gift for the holidays. You know, usually guys get gifts like socks, wallets, and ties. But Harry's is a gift that is both thoughtful and very, very practical. Holiday sets start at just $20. That is totally within Secret Santa limits, right? And your gift gives back. Yeah, 1% of each sale will be donated to a charitable organization. So you really can't beat that, guys. You can give a gift and also give back at the same time. Pretty awesome. As a special offer for fans of Keeping It 300, we've partnered with Harry's to give you $5 off any shave kit, including their limited edition holiday sets. All you have to do is go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Plus, you will get free shipping. The thing is, it ends December 16th, so you have to act fast. Each Harry's shaving set comes with a weighted handle with an option to engrave, which is pretty cool, five blade razor cartridges, foaming shave gel for a rich lather, a travel cover to protect your blades, and it's packaged in a handsome holiday gift box. Free shipping ends December 16th, so you have to act now, act fast. Just go to harrys.com slash bluewire. Again, that's harrys.com, H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com slash bluewire. And speaking of gifts, with the holiday rush here, you have to be able to ship orders out quickly, efficiently, and affordably. But how do you keep track of all those orders? Or how do you decide which shipping carrier to use? Or what about how do you know if you're getting the best rates available? Well, luckily, there's ShipStation. With just a few clicks, you'll be managing orders, printing labels, and getting those products out the door. And delivered just in time for the holidays. ShipStation works with all the major carriers, including USPS, FedEx, and UPS. So you can compare and choose the best shipping solution for you and your customer. No wonder ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. Take the hassle out of holiday shopping this year. Let ShipStation help you handle it all with ease. Just use my offer code BLUE to get a 60-day free trial. That's two months for free. Yes, two months for free of no-hassle, stress-free holiday shipping. Just visit ShipStation.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type in BLUE, B-L-U-E. Again, that's ShipStation.com and enter the promo code BLUE. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. All right, welcome back. I want to discuss the Raiders' defense now. Um, I didn't think, James, personally, that they played terrible yesterday because they held the Chiefs to a season-low 259 total yards okay and that's pretty darn good for this Raiders defense and you know Max Crosby was getting pressure on Mahomes dang near you know all game good portion of the game what killed the Raiders defense were penalties they had (laughs) three third down penalties or three third down stops actually that were negated 
by penalties. And I think all three of them ended up resulting in touchdowns. Touchdowns, yes. A play or two later, okay? Uh, Think about this, though. Chiefs put up 40 points, right? Yes. 14 of those points came off turnovers, okay? They were on the offense. Carr's first pick gave the Chiefs, you know, good field position. Short field. And Carr's second pick went for a pick six, okay? Also, two of the points were on special teams, okay, with the return. Return block field goal. Yeah, return block field goal. Oh, no, return block PAT. Yeah, extra point, yeah. Yeah. So 40 minus 16 is what? 24. 24 points. I am fine with the defense giving up 24 points to Patrick Mahomes and company. And again, they held the Chiefs to a season low, 259 yards. How many turnovers did the Raiders have? That was the problem. They could have had that pick in the end zone. Well, that was the problem. Mullen with that pick in the end zone, right? And what happened? They ended up reviewing it because Andy Reid challenged it, and it was a pass interference. Yeah. Okay, so that sucked. Yes. And they also dropped a freaking sure interception. Nevin Lawson, who is a veteran and hasn't had a career interception, literally zero interception in his career. The ball went straight to him. That's probably why. And that is why. The ball goes straight to him. Yeah, it was a duck and there was wind and all that stuff. But nah, bro, you catch that. It was right there. Especially the way that game was going. You got to make that play. Exactly. But in my opinion, like I said, you know, giving up 24 points to Patrick Mahomes and company, totally fine with that. Held him to 259 yards, totally fine with that. This one is on the offense because we know that the Raiders offense has to light up the scoreboard in in order for the Raiders to win football games, and they haven't. And a lot of those defensive penalties, of course, yes, they were costly, unacceptable, but in my opinion, those are fixable. At the end of the day, we know that the Raiders defense has gaping holes. We mentioned that earlier, but minus the Jets game, James, they've played their butts off the past few weeks while the offense has really stunk up the place. I mean, they have basically stepped up, in my opinion, for the offense's, you know, shortcomings in the last few weeks. So, as a defense, I'd be frustrated because you know that they're limited. You know that, you know, they are supposed to be the weak spot of this Raiders team, uh, the weakness. But it's frustrating because they're playing their butts off. Even though they are making mistakes, they're playing their butts off and the Raiders offense isn't doing their part. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And one thing about it is, is that the last three weeks they have been getting better. You know, and and that's an improvement. That's a credit to them. They've been getting pressure on the quarterback. You know, I feel like they need to find a way to create some more turnovers. But the last three weeks, they they have been getting better. The only thing I would say about this last game is the Raiders defense has been playing well. But the reason why the yards say that for the Kansas City Chiefs is because field position was so good all game long. Yeah. You know. Either the turnovers helped them out, field position. They were getting good field positions. But what I did like watching them mm-hmm. is if you watch the Chiefs' first game, it was bomb after bomb after bomb, big play after big play after big yes. play. They eliminated that. Yes. You know, they, they eliminated that. They took away the big play. If you're going to beat us, you got to go the long way. And if you don't get them turnovers, like you said, 24 points. I feel like if you score 24 points, let them score 24 points without the turnovers, I feel like this will be a close game. The Raiders will possibly be in this game. Well, the Raiders' offense outgained the Chiefs' yeah. offense. So if you don't turn the ball over and get a block PAT and all that stuff, I mean – 24-24, I still feel like you would have an opportunity with the ball in your hands at the end of the game to go down there and win this ball game. So that's the positive, man. It, yeah. it, it is improvements by the defense. They are getting better and better, but you still, 
I still believe you need one or two more game changers yeah. on that defense. Because like you say, you let balls drop in interceptions, letting them go through your hands and all. You need one or two more game changers on that defense to really be able to take this defense to the next level. But they are improving. They are getting better. It's year two in Gruden's system. You see improvements all around the team. You know what I'm saying? And like we said earlier, you got to still build this roster. And Gruden knows that. Is Gruden competitive and wants to win every game? Absolutely. Yep. Who doesn't? But he knows and understands that we're building. We're getting close. Obviously, some games are better than others. But look, it's on the bright side. Six and six through week 13. Yeah. Nobody would have guessed that. People probably would have had them at three and eight or something <laughs> yeah. right now. You know what I mean? Going into this. They're six and six and still have an opportunity to fight and claw and sneak their way into playoffs, man. But they got work to do on the roster. And to be honest with you, with the injuries and the turnover that this Raiders defense has had to go through this season, I mean, I feel like they've held up because it could have been much worse. They could have lost by 50-something points. Yeah, okay? the, guys that, the guys that has been coming in for the Raiders, the second strings, the third strings, the people, free agents off the streets have yeah. all come in and been productive and made plays for this defense, man, to be able to put them in situations to stop people, man. And that's a credit to Gruden and Mayock and those guys and the guys they're bringing in, man, coming in, being prepared and going out there and doing their job. Okay, well, it's time to look at the AFC playoff picture right now. So the Raiders are on the outside looking in. Um, the two wild card spots are the Bills and the Steelers. So the Bills nine and three, looking freaking good. I didn't, I don't think anybody saw this coming. Uh, Bills, is in, Bills is in there. I know Bills is in there nine and three, and then the Steelers they're seven and five. They're out. Yes, they're going to be out because here's why. So the Steelers are seven and five. Titans seven and five as well. Uh, and then you have the Raiders at six and six, Colts at six and six, Browns at five and seven. Now. Positives here. The Raiders can possibly win out, and if they do, they'll clinch a wild card spot, okay? Because they have a semi favorable schedule remaining, excluding the next game, which is against Tennessee, that we're going to get back to. What's, what's, the, what's the remaining schedule? For the Raiders? For the Raiders, yes. Titans, Jaguars, Broncos, Chargers. Oh, man. That's what I'm saying. So this game is literally now the biggest game of the season coming up against the Tennessee Titans. They all be. <laughs> yeah, that's true. They literally have to play every single game yeah. like it's a playoff game uh, the remainder of the season. Now, the Steelers, this is why the Steelers are going to be out, okay? The Steelers still have to play the Bills and the Ravens. Oh, yeah. And the Jets and the Cardinals. But And I want to say they play the Ravens at in Baltimore. I think so. Yes. But but they still have to play the Bills, Ravens. Next up, I think they have the Cardinals. And then um, they also play the Jets. So that's their remaining four. No. They, they are not beating the Bills and the Ravens, unless the Bills treat this as a trap game. You know what? What do you think? Oh... That's I'm, a tough I'm, schedule, though, bro. A, that is a tough it's, schedule. It's a, very good, it's a very tough schedule, but at the end of the day, at the end of the day, them division games... They could go either way. Even the first time they played Baltimore, it was close, close. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I don't ever want to just say, hey, these division games, is, is they just going to lose these because those are going to be tough games. But And then with me, I know Buffalo's coming off a big-time win against the against the uh, Dallas Cowboys. That's the first winning team they beat all season long. Mm -hmm. So I'm still not a believer in Buffalo. Okay. I'm not a believer in Buffalo. So – Looking at that schedule, I'm going to say Coach Tomlin gets two of those games. Two of the four. Two of the four. 
That puts him at nine and seven. That still won't be enough if the Raiders went out. But that's the question. The Raiders have to win out. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know if the Raiders can win out. Oh, I know. And the next game is for me is probably <sighs> no. They all scary, man, because they division. Yeah, the the Denver Broncos, the Broncos and the Chargers. And, the, and Chargers. the Chargers are good. They've lost all of their eight games, have been by freaking one score. Just just division, man. So the Raiders got to put it together. They got to fix what's going on, and they got to come Ugh. out, man, and they got to go to work because this Tennessee Titans team right now is probably one of the hottest fo- football teams in yep. the NFL right yep. now. That's really not getting a lot of puff because they don't really get a lot of national televised yeah. games, but they are a good football team. Ryan Tannehill is playing at an MVP level right now. He is lighting this thing up. He has two big time receivers out there, especially with Corey Davis out there, and then Brown, AJ Brown, yep. a number one number one draft pick. I mean, they are playing football, and nobody wants to tackle Henry. He's coming downhill, running the football. I know, but the defense is playing lights out for the Tennessee Titans. The defense is balling right now. They are on a string. Everybody knows their job. They are balling right now. I'm telling you, I don't know if it's At too special much teams, the last game, they blocked yeah. two freaking field goals. Yep. Uh, and then they blocked one to, to win the game against Kansas City, too. And that's actually what has really, like, gave them the confidence and they yes. kept them rolling. They've won three straight. Yeah. By the way, they've won five of their last six. Guess how many games Ryan Tannehill has played? Six. Six. <laughs> I know. They're 5-1 since he took over. He's playing at an MVP level right oh, now, man. man. And I'm telling you, it's not too many teams that want to play the Tennessee Titans. So, Raiders, you better wake up because this Tennessee Titans team smells the playoffs too. And they know if they win and Pittsburgh goes out here and loses, they are in the playoffs. So, Did you watch any of the games before when Marcus Mariota was the quarterback? Absolutely. This offense, when Marcus Mariota was the quarterback, this offense was plain Jane. Mm. Now with Ryan Tannehill at the quarterback position, they are spreading people out. Ryan Tannehill is throwing this ball, so it's limiting people from putting eight men in the box like they were with Mariota because no, nobody trusted his arm to make the throws down the field. Mm-hmm. Ryan Tannehill is throwing this ball down the field, so now you can't load the box from Henry, and then we've seen Henry take off, and nobody want and nobody want to tackle him because that extra guy is out of the box. Ryan Tannehill is making his team better. I'm telling you, Tennessee is a very hot football team right now. Not too many people want to play them. I mean, the Colts is a very good football team and they went out there into the division game and they beat them like we were supposed to beat them we are the best team in the AFC South that's what they made it look like mm-hmm. you know so this I mean, division the Raiders beat the Colts on the road so like this is, this is a division that is probably gonna come down to the wire even as good as as Houston looked last night this division gonna come down to the wire but the Raiders got their hands full man this is a game that if they win this game they gonna steal the confidence back in me back in Raider Nation because this is a good football team coming in there okay so here's what I think I think that the Raiders they come back home right they did win you know three straight at home before they uh, hit the road to Kansas City Yep. Um, and also to uh, New York. So they have lost both of their road games since, uh, you know, going 3-0 at the Coliseum. I think they come back home and, one, they know what's at stake, as we mentioned, even though they have known what's at stake the last two weeks. They know that they have to win this game in order to be in the playoffs, okay? And as we mentioned, the defense 
feeds off the energy of the home crowd, okay? They feed off the energy. I mean, the team as a whole feeds off the energy in the Coliseum. They're just a different team at home. We know that. Now, I do know that the Tennessee Titans are a good football team. What the Raiders have to prevent them from doing is jumping on them early because we have seen this year when the Raiders are in close football games, they win. When the Raiders get blown out, they get blown out. (laughs) That's just literally they're either in close football games and squeak out a win or they get blown out. I'm going to tell you one thing. The Raiders don't stop this run game for Tennessee. It's going to be a long day. For the Raiders. I think so, that that's not what I'm worried about at all. No, I think the Raiders will be fine. No, no, no. I think they. Ra- I think the Raiders will <laughs> slow down the run game, though. I actually think the Raiders are pretty good at stopping the run. It's their pass defense that's been sketchy all season long. But yes, Derrick Henry is a freaking beast. But the Raiders can do it. They've- the last five weeks, nobody has been able to stop Henry. I know, and he's a no big one. mother, mother. No he's one, big. and that's the reason why Tannehill is getting this one-on-one coverage on the outside. And I'm telling you, Corey Davis and A.J. Brown, the two receivers they have, one-on-one coverage is problems for any corners. Okay, which side of the ball is this going to be on? Because in my opinion, I'm saying the offense. they got to put up like 28-plus points. For my mind, I'm, I'm going, I'm disagreeing with you, and I'm going defense. I think this is the game where you shut down the run, you force Tannehill. You force Tannehill to beat you. And you got, you have to get some turnovers. We need turnovers on defense. And yes, I'm always a fan of of saying this is a totally different Raiders ball club at home. Totally different. The energy, the passion, the heart that they play with at home in front of the black hole, in front of their fans is second to none. You know, so I know they're going to come with the energy. I know they're going to be pumped up. I know they're going to want to play hard and play well in front of the black hole, in front of Raider Nation. So, I mean, that that's what gives me confidence. But first and foremost, you stop Henry getting off the bus and you force Ryan Tannehill to beat you. And we have to cause some turnovers mm-hmm. to, to win this game. Because if you, you're talking about them jumping up, if the Raiders can jump up, and force this to turn into a passing game for Ryan Tannehill and put it in his hands, and then we can send a pass rush after Ryan Tannehill and take Henry out of the game because they don't use Henry in the pass game a lot. They may give him a screen here and there, but they don't use him in the pass game a lot. I actually think they used him yesterday quite a few times. Yeah, with screens and stuff. You know what I'm saying? But when you're down, you're not going to run screens every play. You need a running back that can come out there, catch the ball out the backfield. That's not Henry. You're going to have to put Lewis or something in there. So you're taking him out. So if the Raiders could jump up and call some turnovers or, you know, get some stops and jump up on these boys and force Ryan Tannehill to fight and come back. But if you keep if the Tennessee Titans keep this game close and they're able to stay on schedule, man, it's going to be tough to stop them. And here's what's so crazy, James. We had a semi-depressing podcast, right? Raider Nation is, you know, falling apart. They want to jump off, you know, the ledge um, after yesterday's game. But if the Raiders beat the Tennessee Titans, okay, and they're sitting at 7-6, and six, okay, with a chance still in the playoffs, beating a really good Tennessee Titans team, as we say, it's a week-to-week league and everybody is re- reactionary. Fans are going to go jump back on the car bandwagon if the car gets a, a, you know, has a big game. Fans are going to jump back on the Raider Nation bandwagon. I mean, I honestly, I just think that this will change everything. This will change our outlook on the team if they can get it done. You know what I mean? With the three games left against Jacksonville, uh, Chargers, and Denver. 
Yeah, and I and I and I think the the crazy part about it is 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 what's frustrating with with Raider Nation and even with me and you. Yeah. And and I kind of understand it because Raider Nation sees the Raiders go out there and play phenomenal. Yeah. And they're like, "Oh shoot, we are over the hump." We might have a squad. We might have a squad. Yeah, we we building this thing. We are over the hump. But Raider Nation, there's going to be games like that. Where they go out there and they play lights out. Everything is going right. And it looks like this is a Super Bowl contender. It looks like this is a playoff team. We understand that. But take a deep breath and relax and still understand that they're still building this thing. They still got to get the right players in there. They got to get more playmakers in there to really turn this in to a Super Bowl team. Mm-hmm. Every team I was on, the 0-10 team I was on, coming into that season, I thought we was going to win the Super Bowl. I never thought we was going to lose a game coming into that season. You know what I'm saying? But looking into it, we knew, like, man, we still got to add to this team. We got to put bring some players in here that can help us but as a competitor you think you're gonna win every single game the Raiders have played some good games this year but the Raiders still have to build this roster they got a lot of building left to do with this team and listen to be six and six right now it's a credit to the coaching staff it's a credit to the players because I wouldn't have thought they would have been six and six at this point into the season fighting for a playoff spot I still thought they had some rebuilding to do did I think good things is gonna happen absolutely but to have an opportunity right now to be competing for a playoff spot, that's big for the Raiders, man. Then you get some more guys in free agency. You get some good draft picks, man, and you turn this thing around. And I and I, and I I see it coming. That's the positive thing about it. But Raider Nation, just relax, all right? It's going to come, you know. It's going to be ups and downs as part of it. I like to say, you know, it is what it is, you know, and just accept what you guys have. Accept your roster, right? Don't go and – cursing out and calling for Carr's head and how uh, the defense sucks and et cetera. Because honestly, I feel like their expectations were too high. Every year, fans' expectations are to win the Super Bowl. We get it. But it is what it is. With all the turnover and the young players that you have, except the fact of, you know, the Raiders, they're not quite there yet. Even if they do make the playoffs, they're still not quite there yet, right? They have a young, talented team. I am very optimistic with this freaking rookie class. They have a talented rookie class, and the sky's the limit for them. Um, so I'm optimistic about the future. And as you mentioned, have a solid draft class. With the, They have the deepest, this is the deepest receiver uh, class probably in, what, over a decade? Yeah. They're going to get a true number one receiver in this draft. Okay, and then you yeah. do, you know, have a solid free agency, et cetera. And you never know. The way John Gruden and Mayock has been attacking this free agency, Yeah, you don't know who they're going to get or go after because they are doing everything in their power yeah. to get this thing yeah, turned yeah. around. So when free agency hits even before the draft, who knows who the Raiders might have on their roster? They are doing anything and everything to get this thing turned around. You know what I mean? So enjoy right now. Yeah, we don't like losing by 30-something points and all that type stuff, and neither do the Raiders. They think they're going to win every game. Yep. But listen, you're 6-6 six six with an opportunity right now. You are at work right now, or you're listening to this podcast right now like, dang, the Raiders still giving us hope to turn on this TV every single Sunday and watch the game because we got a chance to make the playoff. And can't, can't all the teams in the NFL say that? And you are a Raider fan right now. And you can say we still got a chance to get up in there. We are playing meaningful football in December. And there it is right there. That's all that matters. That's it. 
And the next game is the most important game. Exactly. Go get Tennessee. Go get Tennessee so that we can I come back. I keep telling up. Coach Gruden, too, man, if what? you need a receiver to come out there and oh, go to JJ, work, You've man. lost a step or two, okay, JJ? I don't know about all that. Hey, but D.C. going to spin it to me, and I'm going to catch it. Hey, yeah, that's, that's true. That you do got the best hands, okay? <laughs> I will say that. <laughs> Anyways, you ain't coming out of retirement. You've got it too good at the NFL Network. You chilling. <laughs> You're like, if the price is right, though, you know. Hey, you know, I'll come out there and run one more time, man. Uh, anyways um, well that's going to do it for this week's episode of keeping it 300 I hope you enjoyed the show you already know what I'm about to say yes if you haven't done so already please rate us and write a review we would really appreciate it till next time for James I'm Fallon we out peace Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.